Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts, this is Series 3, Episode 342 of this daily study podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We're looking at the Family Proclamation, or the, the Family a Proclamation to the World uh, this week, uh, covered in the week of December the 13th to December the 19th in our Come Follow Me materials. Um... And today we'll just continue on through that document. Uh, We've gotten up to the third paragraph, which states uh, this, um, all about our heavenly family. Quote, In the pre-mortal realm of spirits, sons and daughters, knew and worshipped God as their eternal father and accepted his plan by which his children could obtain a physical body and gain earthly experience to progress toward perfection and ultimately realise their divine destiny as heirs of eternal life. The divine plan of happiness enables family relationships to be perpetuated beyond the grave. Sacred ordinances and covenants made in holy temples make it possible for individuals to return to the presence of God and for families to be united eternally. Close quote. Um, so many wonderful um, principles um, taught in this, in this paragraph. And it kind of carries on from yesterday, introducing the idea that we had heavenly parents and that here we are part of a literal um, family um, before we came to this earth. That Heavenly Father uh, and, we, and our Heavenly Mother are parents of our spirits. Uh, and that we are brothers and sisters. And that is why we use the terms brothers and sisters in church. And sometimes we use it very offhandedly. And I think there's a couple of things we need to remember about that. First of all, that calling each other brothers and sisters we should do with the uh, with it helping to remind us that we are literal brothers and sisters. And that will help um, develop and that will help foster um, more feelings of love and uh, kinship between each other. So that's something that's very important. We also need to remember that, you know, it's not something that people in the world generally do. It's call each other brothers and sisters. Um, because to them, you know, they don't have this understanding that we are connected we are spiritual brothers and sisters and i think that that is a an important um principle that we sometimes take for granted that we uh, need to cherish that we need to remember um, and act on uh, in in so that we can treat each and think about how we treat each other in that light as well um it then continues into paragraph four saying quote the first commandment that God gave to Adam and Eve pertained to their potential for parenthood as husband and wife, close quote. So we move from this pre-mortal family uh, to how the family was instituted on the earth. And I guess the question really at this stage is why? Why was the family instituted on the earth? You know, why did the Heavenly Father not just send us down here? Of course, you know, the way we come to earth is through being born. So yes, you know, have a mother. But then when we reach a certain age, why not just leave that um, mother and, you know, live our own lives? Why Why do we have families instituted on the earth? Why was the family instituted with the first parents, Adam and Eve? Um, and, and I think that um, there's a few reasons here. I think the first one goes back to that paragraph that we just read, uh, really, uh, that we have that understanding of families from our pre-mortal life we are hardwired in our spirits because that's how we grew up 
in a family to be in families. And that is why the family as an institution has in large remained in its set, in its state throughout history, um, that we see that there were families um, way back in Adam and Eve's time, uh, and we see that there are families today. Now, of course, the, the idea of a family and or the definition of a family is, is changing, um, but even so, there is still that understanding of a father, a mother, um, and children, or at least two parents and a child, I should say, probably, is, um, you know, a, a family. Uh, in today's world, of course, that definition is changing. Uh, and that is what the family proclamation is designed to be teaching, is how, uh, what, what the ideal of a family should be. Now, I think that this idea that we have our pre-mortal family is a great blessing because for those people that don't have that ideal family situation, which may well be many of us, and I'm not just talking about those that don't have a husband and wife and children, but even the families that do have a husband and wife and children are not necessarily an ideal family setting at this moment. Um, We all have things we can develop and work on. For those that don't have that setting right now, the knowledge that we have a a heavenly family is a great blessing because at least that means for us um, that we have one family that we can return to and enjoy. Um, It says in the Come Following Manual, quote, there are no guarantees that earthly families will be ideal or even functional, but as President Henry B. Arian taught, families give God's children the best chance to be welcomed to the world with the only love on earth that comes close to what we felt in heaven, parental love, close close quote. If you are a parent, you are charged with that role and that responsibility uh, to give that same love that that was given to the to this new new child um, in the premortal life. Now, of course, we can't rise to that expectation in terms of being perfect, but we can rise to that expectation as being someone that loves and someone that cares. That is something we can do. Uh, we will not be perfect, but we can strive to to do what we can to give them the best start in life. That fourth paragraph we started continues, quote, We declare that God's commandment for his children to multiply and replenish the earth remains in force. We further declare that God has commanded that the sacred powers of procreation are to be employed only between man and woman, lawfully wedded as husband and wife. Close quote. So here we have um, reference to the importance of the law of chastity, and with the law of chastity, all the elements of that which... Um, involve the the sacred powers of procreation that we have been given um this has been you know shown numbers of times in many studies about how children who are brought to the earth uh, in a loving husband and wife relationship are far more far more likely to have in pretty much every um, statistic a better start in life than those that are not and again you know, it can be in, in many situations that we have that statistic. Now, of course, what we need to remember with statistics is that that does not mean that every time a child is born with a husband and wife that are married, that that child will be, will be better off than a child that isn't born into, into a marriage of a husband and wife or to two parents of the same gender or to a single parent. Because in many cases, you know, some family settings are not... 
our choice. You know, it's kind of out of our control. Single parent families in particular um, are um, one of these situations. I think that, you know, the the statistics show a general rule that, uh, you know, the ideal setting is for a husband and wife to raise a child. But um, sometimes if that husband and wife are just not the right pairing or just not, uh, that marriage is not working, um, obviously it will not be better in that in that situation than with perhaps a single parent family or, or another family set up. Um, but that is why um, we need to make sure that we are working on our marriages, that we are developing our love for each other. That's why, you know, all these things that we're taught about um, building relationships with us is such an important thing. Um, and that then helps us to be prepared to bring children into this world um, and that these sacred powers are to be used between, um, you know, um, a husband and wife who, who are who are married. Um, there are a number of factors uh, other than just the statistics that show how, in general, uh, in, a, in a family setting, that this is what gives a child the best start in life. There are other factors involved in that as well. Um, but, you know, I think that I'm I'm not well versed in the statistics or the uh, factors behind that, and so I I, I point to those as as things to look to. Um, thank you very much for listening today. We'll continue with the proclamation tomorrow. Uh, please uh, join for uh, please join our Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And it'd be great to hear your thoughts and insights on what you've studied from this proclamation, or indeed anything else you studied this week. Thank you for your time, and until we meet again. <laughs>